Hey, what's going on, everyone? This podcast is no different from the other podcast episodes that we have done. The purpose of our podcast is to get people to become the best version of themselves. On this podcast, we will be asking a lot of uncomfortable questions. Now, we are all friends on this podcast before and after it's all said and done, but we do not hold hands on this platform. We don't argue or debate for the sake of being right. We focus on facts, data, and statistics to make better decisions to ultimately get the best results. Without further ado, let's get to it. I'm, y'all already know I'm a tech, I'm a tech geek, man. So we're gonna go ahead and jump off with these uh, these new electronics that's coming out. The DJI Action Two cam is coming out, and uh, the new Mavic Three has just been announced. That's like a real big drone in the drone world. I actually got a few people that's gonna be tuning in for my YouTube channel, and they were curious about that, so I wanted to go ahead and drop that. So it's a it's some new electric vehicles that's coming out as well. Have y'all heard about that new Cadillac EV? Yes. Hey. Nice. Yeah. It's supposed to come out in 2023. It's going to start at about $60,000, and it gets about 340 miles of range. Yeah, I was curious about it because my um, my supervisor was actually thinking about uh, coming on over to the EV world. What about that new Hummer? Have anybody heard about the new Hummer oh, EV? They're bringing it back. Yeah. 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 Big now, time. Yeah, it's gonna be all electric. That thing is dope, man. Wow. It's a little pricey. It's a little pricey. The starting price is about eighty, and then it goes over a hundred thousand dollars if you want to fully spec that thing out. Yeah, yeah. Does it look the same? Um. Yeah. It, it got a lot of uh, a lot of similarities to to what Hummers look like, and it's gonna get about three hundred. I mean, what two hundred and fifty to three hundred uh, miles of range. So the range is is uh, you know. Not the best. Gotta worry about gas with that big old thing. For real, word. Boy, that needs to burn some gas. Hey, yeah. Um, have you heard about the new F one fifty? The four F one fifty truck that's coming out. Yeah, that EV is coming out too. Uh, it's starting at about forty thousand. It is going to go to about ninety. About ninety thousand. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is nice. That thing got like twenty something outlets, like regular outlets. Yes. Wow. Plug your dog on house up to it, dog, and be straight for real. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you heard about the new cyber truck. I, I'm pretty sure yes. you know. Yeah, you know heard about the cyber truck. truck. Yes. Yeah. So it's been postponed. Um, it's gonna be coming out sometime in 2022. And the good thing about that truck, it starts at about 40, then it goes up to about 70 thousand. So it's actually pretty cheap, man. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. All right, so let's go ahead and I get in. Why the other trucks are so much higher than the Tesla? Ah, oh, because hmm. that Tesla truck seems like it's monstrous, like yeah. big. I'm gonna say this. Starting at what you say, eighty? Yeah, yeah, the Hummer is starting at eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. See, I feel like because Tesla has been in this field, they already probably know that their vehicles are gonna sell well. And then with the other the other uh, people that's just not coming into it, you know, most of their stuff is, probably has a lot to do with like gas cars and all that other stuff. So the switch the switchover is going to be a little bit expensive when you come from uh, those regular cars to the EVs. So uh, did y'all know that Elon Musk has passed Jeff Bezos again as the richest man in the world? 
I did not know that. <laughs> Elon, Elon is 50 years old, but he's now worth $201 billion. And y'all know Jeff Bezos is 57, and he's clocking in at $192.3 billion. I'm going to tell y'all how petty, how petty Elon is. Elon is going to send him a big silver statue of the number two. Y'all wow. understand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Elon is going to be the first trillionaire. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if there is a trillionaire, but he, he's definitely going to be the first. I don't. I don't think he doesn't. He don't. Uh, I don't think nobody done reached that status just yet. But yeah, yeah. I th- I think he will, man. At fifty years old, doing what he doing, and Tesla is just going up and up in value. Absolutely, man. I can definitely see him doing that. All right, man. So we finished with our quick topics for the day. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So how long before or after a marriage should a man provide a house for his wife slash family? He should have to always provide it because when he went into the marriage, he was the provider. And if that was um, whether he still stays there or not, he should always still have to provide that. So so how long before or after? So you think so you saying he should provide it? What have it before they get married? Have a house before they get married? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, he should, I mean, he should already have a house and everything before they get married. Um so I'm sorry, I may not be understanding what you're saying. Are you asking like if they divorce, should he still provide that? Or are you saying how long should he provide it before they get married? I'm saying like how long before, like before marriage. And I'm talking about like a not just a apartment or a house that they're renting. I mean, like, you know, what I'm saying mortgage and all that other stuff. That's what I'm talking about. How long well, before, before uh, after should he provide a house for his family? Or his, or just his wife. I think that should be established before they actually um, get married. So it should be something already established prior. And you definitely shouldn't um, be staying with your significant other until you do get married. Okay. All right, Dante. I feel like uh, before you jump that broom, you should definitely go ahead and put that investment to a house. Okay. All right, Jojo. Um, I don't know. I I think it should definitely be. I mean, back in the day, you know, it was expected. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it should be in his prime. One of his primary goals, if you're already married, I would say, um, at least within a year. Mm-hmm. You know, have have a plan, have a timeline after yeah. after you're married. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's just go ahead and address this issue, man. Is Kevin Samuels gay? <laughs> Bridget, what you think? I don't really know um, a whole lot about Kevin Samuels, so I can't really say a yes or no because I've only watched him a few times, so I don't have enough information to make that particular type of determination. Okay, all right. Devontae? Know that man. <laughs> if, he, if, he it, if he ain't, what he doing in that behind closed doors? I'm not sure. So, facts, facts. Jojo. Sure. Uh, I mean, he's got some tendencies, <laughs> but um, from what I've seen, he likes women. So, yeah, 
So okay. he, he's real flirty with women and gets excited about him. So <laughs> I don't think so. All right. All right. So real quick, will race play a role in choosing your husband or wife? Why or why not? Yes. All right. Why? Because I have a preference. Only date, <laughs> only date the sisters. Why is that, brother? Why you only date sisters? We want to know. <laughs> That's just my preference, man. Only I choose to only date black women. Man. But is there like a specific reason why though? Why you want you only date? Well, why won't you date white white women or Asian women or something like that? Well, I um. I like to stick with my my culture, man. I like to stick with my uh, my black women, man. I respect it. I respect it. All right, Jojo. I'm with Devontae, man. Ain't nothing sexier than a black man, period. And I love my little black baby. Okay. All right. Bridget. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. My ball. My bad. You know, the the European culture tends to have too many sicknesses and disease. They catch everything. <laughs> All right, Bridget. Um, <clears throat> for me, it wouldn't really matter about the ethnicity of the person. Um, I mean, preferably, I would probably want someone that is black, but I'm not going to um, say, well, if he's not black, but he has everything that I'm looking for, that no, I don't want to marry him. So, um, for me, it's not a preference. It's mainly more about the foundation and the things that the marriage should be built on. All right, so wh- why are you kind of open towards the fact? Why, why are you uh, open about it? Because um, everybody brings something different. I mean, there's so much different diversity out here um, and so much you can learn from other cultures as well. But um, I mean, it, for me, it wouldn't, for me, it would defeat the purpose to be with someone if our beliefs aren't matching or if whatever uh, the, the whether it's due to finances, whatever the situation is, as far as what needs to be brought into alignment, if things aren't um, compatible, it's really going to do me a disjustice. And sometimes you can limit yourself just because you're wanting to stay within a culture line. Okay. Okay. All right. So question for the women. Are you feminine? And submissive. And question for the for the men: Are you an alpha male? Whoever wants to start this off. Uh, I'm working at it. Okay, okay. All right. What are some things that you need to work on, Devontae, with being an alpha male? Uh, I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm too nice sometimes. You know what I mean? I have a heart, and I think about other feelings mm-hmm. I do mine so I kind of just you know go above and beyond and really don't give that other person space enough space to you know say be submissive I'm always like well it got to be done so either I'll do it or you do it you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. let her you know do what she got to do true 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 all right some of the women's is y'all want to go <laughs> So I would say I'm feminine uh, and submissive. Okay. Um, now I did, uh, it's funny, I talked to my mom the other day. I used to be like extremely feminine and mm. quiet and 
uh, not really expressive in regards to how I felt in relationships and, you know, whatever, whatever the people I was with said, that's what I said. I, I, whatever the people, you know, said, you know, that's what ruled in relationships. And um, I guess as I started to develop my career and then, you know, when you become a single mom and you're having to do it all, you, I lost my femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize it. I just felt like, you know, I'm out here doing it by myself. I want respect. And that's where that masculine energy came from because I felt like, well, I'm out here doing it. Um, but I didn't realize that how much of a turnoff that was or how much um, it took away from my feminine qualities. So now I'm in the process of understanding that I can still do it all and still remain feminine and not feel like I'm owed any type of respect or to be, you know, um, you know, in respect in that regard to that, that masculine energy where I feel like I need to be, you know, part of the leadership within the relationship or a friendship. So okay. respect, respect. All right, Bridget, do you feel like you are a feminine, a feminine and submissive woman? I do believe that I am feminine and I do believe that I am submissive. Um yeah. All right, so you know I'm going to actually go ahead and explain that thing, Blair. <laughs> so um, I am submissive. Right now I'm single, so I'm super independent. So until I actually have um, the husband I'm supposed to have, then I can't necessarily be submissive to anyone. Um, but when that time comes and that is who I'm supposed to be with and they have proven that I do not have to completely solely rely on me, then the I believe the independent thing will balance out a little bit better. But um, right now with me, you know, on my own business and having children and certain stuff, there are things that still have to take place. So you have to make sure that things run the proper way. So if you're that support, then you can't be too independent in that aspect. Um, but I still keep all the other attributes far as being feminine, far as, um, knowing how to uh, have a listening ear and be that piece that the man needs and whatever it else, whatever else it is that he needs. But I'm very attentive and assertive with um, everything along with that. So I'm a very strong person with a strong personality. So it takes certain people to be able to acknowledge that and respect it. All right, <laughs> All right Devontae. What would be an easy way to figure out if a woman is feminine and submissive? The easy way of finding that out. What would be the easiest way for you to, to figure out if she is or not? Uh, let me see. Um, she kind of gives you that space to let you make the decision instead of her taking a front seat and making that decision. And I'm going to actually give you that spec. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. She, can't, she lets you, you know, get that, you know, get that chance to take that leadership role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pretty much just, uh, you know, hear you out, you know, let you speak, you know, don't over, you know, over talk you and, you know, she, 
Huh? Kevin Samuels, don't overtalk me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She, you know, she's willing to listen, and, you know, and uh, give her input as well. But uh, for the most part, she willing to take it. You know, so willing to, you know, if you were to say, you know, say something to her, she would be able to take it. You know. So basically, ba- like through conversation, then you'll be able to tell if she's submissive and feminine through conversation. Very much. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. She cool. She won't be so combative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She'd just be able to just have a conversation, and if she's wrong, she's able to, hey, I'm wrong. You know I'm gonna tell you, it's crazy that you said that. I actually had a conversation with uh, another person that I was talking to, and that's what they were saying. Having a conversation with a woman. And look at how often that woman tries to overtalk and force her way into a conversation. Mm-hmm. Feminine women are soft and they do not overtalk people because soft spoken is a masculine or a feminine characteristic. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking everybody being soft spoken. Is that a feminine characteristic or a masculine characteristic? It's um, a personality, really, but for the most part, you have women that are you still. There are still a few men that uh, have that as well, though. So you don't think that being soft-spoken is a feminine characteristic? Well, me speaking personally, I already I have a soft-spoken voice by nature. Mm -hmm. It's just the way my voice comes out, Mm -hmm. Um, just smooth, just like that. If I had to get buck or if I had to check some stuff, then you know, it gets loud. But I have a my voice kind of just changes as you know as I speak in different conversations. As your your masculine energy comes out, that's when it Oh that's yeah, when it, it, it definitely it definitely pokes out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, when it's time for war, you know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. my main my lion mane comes out of there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it's ready for battle. Facts, facts, facts. So, Bridget, so you don't think being soft-spoken is a feminine characteristic? No, I said it's a feminine characteristic. I just said that um, sometimes it's a personality, so sometimes men have the same thing as well. I didn't say it wasn't feminine. Yeah. Would you say that those guys are, maybe they were raised by women, and that's the reason why they are the way that they are? Um, I would say honestly, whether they were raised by women or not, if if, if it's that person nature, then that's just their nature. So, so I'll go go ahead, Devontae. Go ahead, go ahead. I would say yes, because me personally, I was raised by women and myself as well. Speaking to women, you ask you have to have that soft spoken voice. You can't you know, so if she's coming off, you know, hostile, you gotta come with that gotta be cool but at the same time you gotta get your point across and still stand your ground so when you being around a lot of women you kind of just gotta just you know be smooth have that smooth soft-spoken but at the same time hey you know what i'm saying y'all kind of get what i'm saying i feel you i feel you yeah you gotta you, you can't you know when you ra- i feel like when you raise around men you kind of have that more assertive more Dominance, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you're around women, you kind of get that sensitivity trait, you know what I'm saying? You kind of know how to maneuver, you know what I'm saying? You kind of know what to say and what not to say and how to say it, you know what I'm saying? Because for one, mm-hmm. women don't tell you 
how they feel and they gonna tell you if they like it or not for real so like when you around a lot of women you kind of get that knowledge when you're around all men you're not getting that knowledge you just no, you got to be dominant. You you got to say you got to stand. You know, put your foot down and do this and that. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need that equal balance. All right, so I want to ask the women. Uh, what are what is the quickest way that you guys would be able to tell if you're um, when you're dealing with an alpha male? Communication, conversation, and their actions. Okay. What actions? What actions do you see in an alpha male, Bridget? Or what actions are you looking for in an alpha male to be able to tell? We want to. Um, we want to so yeah. in reference, well, I feel, I believe whenever you have a conversation with somebody, it tells you a lot about a person if you're really listening. So um, in reference to an alpha male, it should be somebody that um, can take charge, that is a leader. They're able to make uh, tough decisions, um, that they, you know, have certain things in, in perspective. Their priorities line up and are in order. I mean, not just scattered here or there. They have a plan and they have a goal on how to get there. Um, and I don't know. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> but pretty much, they pretty much know how to take charge. It's not like they have to be told what to do. Um, they're able to fill a room. They're able to be very um, assertive. They're able to be attentive and, and know what to do and how to take charge without having to have somebody, um, in a sense, groom them to that or someone tell them what to do. <laughs> okay, all right, JoJo. JoJo. Shoot, Bridget pretty much summed it up. Like when I meet somebody, I think it's all about their approach. So, confidence. Um, they just take charge of the situation. Like, I, I pretty much don't have to, they're going to initiate it. They're going to, you know, ask you out on the date. They're going to, you know, there's nothing that you'll have to require from them because they already require so much from themselves. They already expect so much from themselves. And you're not going to have to worry about anything. All you have to worry about is just being the, the woman that you are um, and just falling into place where they need you. Um, or where they want you to be. Um, confidence is everything. All right. So I actually spoke with uh, another person as well, and they were saying uh, a dominant male, intelligent, confident, successful, comes across as fearless when they want something. He does not back down in the face of obstacles and shows excellent control over his emotions. And I'm going to be honest with you, that last one alone just took me out. I do have problems when it comes to uh, to dealing with my emotions. Um, I try to solve most of my problems by just beating the hell out of it. Come on, dog. <laughs> Lead J Lo out of this man. She, <laughs> she retirement, right? <laughs> you done had enough. She's done, boy. <laughs> right, so, so I've been seeing a lot of different things uh, in the NBA, man. It's really, really been getting up under my skin. 
and I'm going to say Hollywood, everything, man. I just want to ask everybody this question real quick. Can a heterosexual male wear a dress and still be considered straight or looked at as being straight? A heterosexual male shouldn't even want to put on a dress for any cause. Unless he's Irish and he's wearing a kilt. Jojo, we didn't hear from you. What'd you say? Oh no, no, Bruce is saying they they shouldn't want to put on a dress. Like, are they wearing uh are they wearing it as an outfit or is it like yes. a joke? Like I can understand if it's like a joke and you know, something like that. No, these basket. I done seen so many freaking basketball players and Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. And Russell Wilson was one of those guys. He had on a freaking Westbrook, dress. Westbrook, 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 Westbrook. My bad, my bad. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say it's been a few times. That wasn't even the first time he's done put something like that on, man. It's done been a couple of guys that done put a freaking dress on and was actually like sporting it to the freaking game or to the red carpet or something like that, man. Like I'm seeing this this too often. Hollywood will steal your soul and entrap you with their money. Mm-hmm. So you have to know whenever you go to make it big or you are trying to get famous, you have to understand who you are and know your worth um, before getting um, caught up in the industry because the industry can be very cold, cutthroat, and will have you do some things that make you question yourself later. So. Um, I don't care how much money somebody paying or what the situation is. No, it's not cute at all. What, what they don't realize is the the main goal of certain people is to demasculinize the black man to make him less aggressive, less angry, you know, and try and make him like some other people or other cultures and, and be passive and submissive and um, you know in their feelings. Mm-hmm. like some of these other cultural groups and that's not that's not how black men are supposed to be and they're reaching out to these people these celebrities that have clout that have uh you know uh, these platforms and they're trying to get them to you know pretty much brainwash our young boys and our men like when it comes to what my kids watch i don't care if they're just sitting in the room with my mom just you know, she's watching something that I don't like that's got, you know, you know, yeah. same sex, whatever happening. And I, like, can you get my kids out or don't watch this around my kids? Because no, I'm not, I'm not playing with it. When the school's talking about we want books, we're going to have all these books about a little boy who's trying to find himself. No, my son mm. won't. <laughs> my son won't be reading that. No, thank you. We're, that's not what we're teaching. If other parents want to let their kids, you know, do whatever and be whoever, that's fine. We're not doing it over here. We grown, grown black men, strong black men, and that's all we're going to be. Right. And what I understand is why are they letting, um, why are they forcing it on the kids? Let the, excuse my language, let the boy's balls drop before you let him get the right to say that, oh, he don't like women. You know what I'm saying? He ain't had he ain't had his first hard on yet, but yet he's sitting here saying, "Oh, I think I like boys. I want to be a girl." No, you need to chastise him. You need to talk, not chastise. You need to have that conversation with him 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look, I don't know what you're going through. You hang might be hanging around the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, just just kind of just you know, the best way you can just have that conversation with them because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose them and or her. You don't you know what I'm you don't want to lose them and you don't want them to feel like they can't come to you. Yeah, you know, and talk to you if they do yeah. decide to come out the closet. But uh, let I- let 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 they let them you know. Let her start her first period, and then she get her hormones jumping, and see and see if she still wanna you know kiss a girl, or if she's attracted to a guy. Let his balls drop, you know, get him first hard on it. If it's pointing to us a girl or a guy, then you know what I'm saying. Let him you know. Don't force on that you know the elementary and stuff like that. No, that I don't think that's fair. <laughs> Nowadays, um, because it is everywhere, social media, um, Disney, cartoons, like pretty much everywhere on every type of platform, um, people are starting to see that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, they're, you know, I mean, they took Jesus out of out of out of school, so I mean, they they take what they want and they utilize what they want. And now with, you know, the community and everything else that they have, um, they are really forcing it for people to accept. Um, So it's really a matter of you fighting off um, the social media and what society is putting out there and make sure that you're pouring the right values into your children and teaching them right from wrong. It's just a lot of different avenues now that are out there. So you have to be very selective because, you might think just because it's a, a kid channel or whatever it is that, oh, there's nothing on there. And you go back and be like, wait a minute, what's Earl or John yeah. doing in their dress over there? You know? So, yeah, so it's like, um, unless you're really teaching them, and then you have to think about what they're around too, like out, outside of school. Are they around um, people, you know, that are lesbians or, you know, homosexual, whatever what terms you want to use? What are they around necessarily that is also helping to pique that interest? Um, so it's very important to know what you allow your children around and what you subject them to. Um, because nowadays you have like, because my son asked me that a couple of years ago. He was like, well, why does so-and-so have two moms? Because it was a couple that got married. So, you know, you have to know how to explain stuff sometimes to children, um, whether it's something you agree with or not. So, you know, it's, Pretty simple. The Bible made it nice and simple. There's Adam and Eve. So God created man to be with woman and woman to be with man. He did not create it a different way, but some people choose, you know, different lifestyles and do different things. But here, this is what we do. So all you can kind of do is like enforce and teach them the right stuff and um, continue to support them in that. I get what you're saying too. You know, far as we'll let them, you know, let their hormones happen and things like that. But even in that aspect, there's still something along the lines that will cause them to trigger or be a, uh, feel a certain way about things. So it's, I think, a matter of just having the door open and keeping um, keeping that door open and communicating on a regular basis. Because a lot of conversations we have to have now with our children are happening a lot younger than what we used to have to have um, with them. Well, y'all know they said uh, on Sesame Street, Bert and Ernie supposed to be a gay couple. What? Are you serious? That's that's how they uh, had put it together that they were. They never said it on the show, but it's a it's uh that's how they pretty much uh, 
Bert and Ernie are supposed to be a gay couple. Oh. Friends living together. Wow. Like like uh, Kevin said, you can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> All right. Do women ask or listen to what men like and don't like? Yes, it just matters on if you're with a selfish person or not. Because if you're with somebody selfish, they ain't going to take it in consideration or they're going to take the bits and pieces they want out of it. Would you say that the majority of women do that? They listen? Um, I would say the majority, no. I'm going to say ask or listen. Ask or listen. Majority probably don't ask. Um, They might they might hear. I'm not going to say listen, because when you listen, you kind of take heed to it and you utilize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they might hear you, but um, I don't think that a lot of times they ask a lot of uh, a lot of questions. Um, and even when, when the man may be vocal about things, if they have their own agenda, they're not going to pay it any attention. They're just going to let them talk so they feel like they've been heard. What do you think, JoJo? Yeah, I would say the majority do not listen. Um, I think they feel like they've got it figured out. Um, they think that they're the they're the gift. They're the you know. As long as I keep myself looking good, or I can do this type of act, or you know, I put out, then I'm gonna make this man happy. And they really don't know the simplest things that make a man happy, or what he likes, because they don't have. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all think women ask what a man wants or what he likes? I would say maybe 35% out of 100. Jojo, what you think? I don't know. I would say in this, this new age, I would say probably less than that. Probably like 25%. I'm going to say majority acts, but majority already had a mind made up of what they think you like. So they might ask that question so they could sound considerate, but they already got in their mind what they think you like, and they going to implement that instead of what you said. I'm going to give it a different answer. I think about five. 5% have actually ask <laughs> what so i want to ask the women real quick um do you guys typically ask and listen to uh to what your man wants or what he likes yes it's okay it's okay, it's okay to be honest it's okay to be honest oh uh, i was just waiting i didn't want to over talk i was seeing if children was going first um i was i'll say yes i do okay okay Yep. Okay. All right. So, uh, same question, but in in reverse for uh, for you, Devonte. Uh, do men uh, ask and listen to what women women want or what they like, what they yes. like or don't like? Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> Man, if you trying to keep that woman? You better ask, or you better pay attention. Because uh, <laughs> straight up tell you, I don't like that. Right. They vocal. They are very, very vocal. 
Uh-uh. Not at all. They'll let you know. Step on it and that, step on your little feathers and everything. How you <laughs> corn and shit. <laughs> all right, Jojo, you look like you had you had some input for this. What you what do you think? Do men listen? Yeah, do they ask and do they listen? I don't think they ask. Mm. I I don't think they ask pretty much anything. They just assume or they just they just do something and think that that's enough. I don't they don't they don't ask. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Rich. Sorry <laughs> to hear that, Jojo. For real. I think they ask and I think they listen. I think it just matters upon the um, the person and how sincere and genuine they are. If you're dealing with a selfish person, they don't care. But if it's somebody that's sincere and is about also pleasing their mate, then they listen and they ask questions. Oh, okay. So I we actually don't have to ask because like, like you said, a woman going to tell you. A woman, for the most part, is going to tell you. I don't think men, I don't know. So, I mean, what kind of conversations are these men having when they're asking you what you like? Other than maybe if it's your birthday and y'all like in the store. Or you like the purse? Other than something like that. But when they well, ask you what you actually like. Hold on, we, we got we, to, hold on, we got a comment real quick. Uh, let me go ahead and show it. Can you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Desiree just chimed in. What up, Desiree? Desiree. <laughs> she said she would say about 20% because that's a difficult topic. Uh I beg to differ, man, because the first time you meet a you meet a chick, you know, you ask her, hey, what kind of food do you like? Because you want to know what type of restaurant to take it to. Hey, you kind of throw in the hint, what kind of flowers you like? Because you want to surprise her with one of those list of different type of flowers that she like. You know what I'm saying? So we ask those questions at the beginning. I don't know if y'all be paying attention or catching a hint, but that normally be in the beginning of the dating term. So I don't know what y'all be frank. I mean, sometimes they're even courting you. Huh? That's part if a man is really courting you. I feel like most men aren't out here trying to court women. They're just trying to get well, have you been on a date? I mean, you, you've been on a date where a guy has asked you, you know, what kind of food you like, right? I haven't been on a date in a long time. Well, the times that you went on a date, did he ask you what kind of food you like? Okay, let me let me ask a different I mean, question. You know, the I, last time you on, on went on a date, did you go to the restaurant that you like? Uh, no, he just took he just took me somewhere. Yeah, I'm glad you stopped seeing him. Anyway, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> let me tell you, Holy okay, the guy really likes you. He's gonna ask you those type of questions. Where, what kind of food do you like? Because he don't want to just take it to any old restaurant. Because guess what? One, you ain't gonna like it, and two, he'll just be wasting his money. 
Desiree chimed in again, y'all talking about most men don't ask or listen. Well, y'all dating the wrong type of guys, <laughs> which is why y'all probably single. Y'all need to y'all need to go for the y'all y'all need to only go uh give y'all number numbers out to and only go on the dates with the guys is asking where y'all want to go out to eat. You know what I'm saying? What kind of flowers you like? What's your favorite color? You know what I'm saying? If he ain't asking no questions, he ain't really interested in you. He's just interested in what you got in your pants. Wow, this is this is interesting. This is interesting. Look what Desiree just said. Holy I said that. That's just wow. She said that's a front. Wow. You, feel, you, don't, you don't believe I, that is actually a, a I guy think again. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Bridget. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I um I don't think that it's the front again. I think it just depends on who you're dealing with. Um, because like Devontae saying, they'll ask you questions like that, like, um, you know, what type of food you like, they'll ask you, you know, what you do. They like some some men are really genuine and will ask legit questions like what your ambitions are, what you're trying to do, um, and a lot of other things. So I think it really depends on if that person is really into you and what their intentions are. If their intentions is just to try to, you know, play and talk a little bit of talk because they just there to try to get some booty, then they're not gonna ask you no questions. But if they are genuinely into you and want to know you, then they are going to ask you certain questions because most men are very intentional on what they want, whether they plan or not plan. I'm just gonna point out the fact that women have that women intuition, so use mm-hmm. it to your advantage. Know the difference for genuine and a dude to just ain't about nothing. Mm, I think that was directed towards you, Desiree. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say this, man. Mo- and most guys, you know, um, intelligent guys, they can actually they're good at reading the room, man. So they'll actually pay attention. You know, what I'm saying when y'all going out, seeing like the different things that you mm-hmm. like, the things that you dislike, and actually apply that like moving forward as well. And then there's others who would try to buy your attention. Oh, she ain't feeling this. All right, let me pull out some more money. Let me let me go ahead and buy something. Yeah. Buy another drink. Let me go do this. Let me try to talk about this so I can impress her some more. Not not noticing that she's giving you the the side show. If she giving you the side show and not giving you the whole, damn, <laughs> she ain't interested. <laughs> that's 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 a little uh, nugget for the brothers out there for, for yep. all the guys out there. All right, Desiree, you just chimed in and said she asked if you are single or in a relationship. Uh, if you're talking to the guy that's on the panel, uh, Devontae is actually in a relationship and Katie is focused on his purpose. So Katie don't have time for women, unfortunately. So, yeah, we, we both basically in a relationship. Thanks for asking. Man. Thanks for asking. Very <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So what are some things you can openly admit to your partner or future partner that you have a problem with doing in a relationship, things you should be doing or things that you need to work on? Anal. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh hell no! Uh, <laughs> <Chief Khan. laughs> oh shit! 
<laughs> Desiree chimed in again. She said, what guys keep up that same image as the toe bag? Uh, I'm thinking I, I know what you're saying. Uh, guys that are genuine, that's a part of their personality and they're not fronting. Yeah. Yeah. And you can easily weed those type of guys out, man. Yeah. And most of the time you can weed them out through conversation and maybe a week or two. Somebody going to show their true colors. It's only so much acting because you run out of the script real quick. For real. For real. Word. So <laughs> back to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> what are some things that you need to work on <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with that last thing? <laughs> I don't know what that hand to the face means. Three of them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anybody want to go ahead and start this thing off? Or y'all, y'all don't want to be open, open about some things that you need to work on? I don't on have now. anything that I need to work on. I just need my bow ass so we can make this thing happen. Okay, she said she hiding ready. She said, she said dang. She's just patiently waiting. Can you um? The how's it live? Wait a minute now. Hold on. Let's clear clear the air now. What what that mean? Hey, you know this thing is be pressing buttons by itself. My, my bad, dog. You know this thing tripping, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bridget, you feel like you are. You don't have any areas that you need to work on at all. No, I mean, I don't like my weight. I'm working on that. But as far as communication, being submissive, listening, being supportive, whatever it is that a person may need. I'm just giving a few topics. I ain't giving a whole lot. But whatever that person needs, I already have that. So, no, there's nothing. I, I communicate very well. I'm great at listening. I don't talk down to my partner, which I don't have one right now, but I'm saying like in the past, whatever. So um, respect is a big key. And so I make sure that that is something that's always um, taken very seriously. So, I mean, I already have worked on everything. So, you know, if you would ask me that maybe six, seven years ago, I would have had a different answer. But I've already um, did the underground work on a lot of that stuff. So. So communication. Huh? So communication. So you feel like you don't drop the bomb down too hard. You just lay that mug down just right. Yeah. If you got something, yeah, if you got something that's been bothering you, it's been on your head. And you're mm-hmm. looking at you looking at the side of his neck right now. I know this mother. I want to ask him this damn question so bad. Oh, oh, Lord, help me. No. I See, guy. I I don't wait till it gets to that point. I don't do that. We're going to sit down when we have the time because there's children. But when you have the time and I'm going to say, you know, I think there's some things that we need to talk about and there's some things that we just need to clear the air on. And I'm going to be very open and transparent and I'm not going to be loud talking. I ain't going to be in there rolling my neck and doing all the extra stuff. I'm going to sit down and talk to him like a human being (laughs) and work it out. Because <laughs> oh, a lot of a lot of times it's the demeanor. When you go into something all nasty and all aggressive and um all of that is already one to turn off. So you already done shut the person down. They don't want to hear nothing that you about to say. 
And secondly, they're going to be ready to be like, if you don't sit your damn, so <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere. So there's no point of going into the being hostile. You have to go into it open and peaceful. And even if it does get heated at that point of time, that's whenever you bring it back and collect it and you just be like, you know what? Now may not be a good time. We might need to take some time to think about this and address it later now that we're aware of the situation. You said you were gonna wait for it to build up. I was just wondering, you know, that man worked, you know, what I'm saying two jobs, so it might take about a week, two, you know, what I'm saying. So it's gonna it's gonna build, you know, what I'm saying. Right. No, I mean, at that standpoint, if that person is working, whether they're working two jobs or whatever it is, um, it's the same as whether you see him at home or if if your conversation is that you text throughout the day, whatever it is, however you communicate, I'm still gonna let that person know, like, hey, there's something that we do need to talk about and address. So, you know whenever you get time, let me know when would be a good time for you. Like the communication is always going to be there. I'm not just going to be sitting here like, well, I ain't going to do it today. I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Well, wait, I ain't going to do it today neither. I'm going to just wait a little longer and then they do something else and then they start adding up. Because when stuff start accumulating, eventually you blow up like a bomb and you just say whatever and then it just get crazy. So you shouldn't allow things to accumulate and have time to build up and because then it's like one thing after another and then people overthink, especially women, sometimes we can definitely overthink things. So whenever it's more stuff than one and it starts accumulating, it's like a timing ticking bomb. And so it's almost like suicide. So before it gets to that point, you need to make sure that you're able to be open and comfortable enough with your your significant other to be able to uh, to voice, hey, we need to talk whenever you get some time. Thanks. What's up, Deja Frazier? What's up? What's up? Appreciate the shout out, man. Y'all know it's always love. But back to you, Bridget. Hold on, wait a minute. Before we get off this thing and move on to the next, I was just wondering. All right, so you were saying, you know, you was going to basically put the ball into his his court or whatever. You know, huh? we need to talk or whatever. But still, if that man is super busy, he get home, he don't work two jobs now. He got two. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. He got two of them things. And it's <laughs> a week or two after. You can't say that thing ain't going to be building up. <laughs> no, that, that's where it comes along the lines of being submissive, being that peace, and being understanding. If you're being those things, it's not going to be an issue because the person knows, and you guys both know that you have to sit down and have this conversation. Not meaning, oh, we're going to have it right when you get off work tonight. Um, that's being demanding and then like kind of demasculating the person. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> Just having, just knowing that he knows and he's acknowledged the fact, okay, I know, I, I hear what you're saying and we're going to make time for this. Um, and him acknowledging that and putting a course of action in place. Because again, the ball is in his court. So once he does do that, then, <laughs> once he does do that, then, um, and then, I mean, you just kind of go from there. So it's it's not a matter of it building up. The thing that would build up is if you're saying something to your your significant other and they're just ignoring you and not giving any type of feedback. That's a different story. But if okay. that communication line is open, then that shouldn't be a problem. Okay. All right, JoJo. I'm going I'm to go ahead and let you chime. I'm going to get off the bridge. I'm going to get off. <laughs> go ahead, JoJo. So um, communication is definitely something that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my approach, so for, for me, if something bothers me, I'm the type, I'm just going, you know, just ignore it. 
um, or find ways to not be around that that particular situation or that issue or whatever. Um, but that's not good, right? Because then what happens is you have all this, you know, that stuff builds up when you're just, um, even though you let it go, there's still some animosity that you have within uh, yourself um, and just your emotions. And a lot of times it's suppressed and you don't even know it. And other people can see it in your face. They can see it in your body movements, your actions. So for me, it's, um, you know, you definitely want to have those conversations. But I think um, if your significant partner knows you, they're going to bring it to your attention. You won't even have to wait, you know, for him to say, and he's going to say, you know, what's the issue, you know, why why this didn't happen and whatever, whatnot. But you definitely want to make sure that um, when it, whenever there is an issue, just being able to communicate correctly or if it's something where you just have to, you truly have to learn to let it go and just let God take care of it. And you can't force anything. Um and I think eventually it'll just work out the way that it's supposed to. So communication is definitely a big thing. Um, working out, being healthy um, is definitely something that I'm working on. And, um, and and just learning humility for everything that I've accomplished. Just rem- remembering to embrace my my black culture. And then also um, my femininity. So those are things. That's that's where I'm at. All right, Devonte, ready to take it away, bro? I'm sorry, please ask that question one more time. All right. So basically, just to sum it up, what are some things that you can be openly honest about? You know, what I'm saying the thing that you need to work on uh, as far as like being in a relationship. Me personally, I would say expressing how I feel and knowing when to express how I feel. Um, I feel like I can be too honest sometimes and it kind of can get me in trouble. You know, um, actually with my girl, you know, I told her some things, you know, and I was just being me because I'm blunt and straight to the point. I don't sugarcoat nothing. Mm-hmm. And kind of, it made her feel bad, and I feel bad because I had her feelings. Yeah. But it wasn't nothing like intentional, like, oh, you know, feeling yeah. like you're trying to be spiteful or anything like that. Right. It's just knowing how to express myself and when to express myself. I think that's my biggest thing. Okay. I respect it. Yeah, man. Um. <clears throat> I think my problems is uh, allowing allowing myself to kind of open up to anybody, anybody that's not like my immediately immediate family. I have a uh, an issue with uh, losing my temper. I don't got so used to pretty much like being alone um, and doing things on my own. So. I can I can disappear for like months at a time and just be in my own little my own little world. And I understand that that's that's a bad thing, man. That's something that I honestly need to work on. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, anybody got anything else uh, pertaining to this topic before we move on? Bridget over there, Miss Perfect, what not? You know what I'm saying? We all the people that need to be working. Listen, <laughs> listen, you, listen. I love all of you guys on this panel, <laughs> but don't come for me <laughs> because you know I was just sitting here thinking it. I said he over here trying to act like I'm so perfect. And I'm saying it like that, but I'm really not. It's just that I've done a lot of that work already. Um, you're always going to get the honest, genuine thing from me. I don't have nothing to lie or hide about. So. She's on a new level. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and go to the next question. <laughs> How many times does a man have to say, don't touch my ass or my nipples? <laughs> we talking to the women. Come on, man. Before y'all get the <laughs> he, he shouldn't have to take more than once for those out there that's doing it. <laughs> man, get the get in the house, Listen, oh, listen to me, women. No guy likes that shit, man. Listen, dog. Man. <laughs> well, why y'all playing football and stuff? Y'all be hitting hitting each other on the butt to my good game, baby. And I stuff. ain't play that shit. Let me tell you, on my team, no, nah, no, nah, we not doing that. <laughs> we ain't doing that shit. for real. If you oh, want to get oh, your man. head knocked off your yeah. shoulders, keep on. <laughs> listen, no, nah, we ain't doing. Hey, don't believe that that bull crap that they be saying on doggone TV. Don't hey, we don't do that. We don't do that, dog. For real. We give each other doubt. Hey, there you go, bro. Hey, salute from afar. We ain't we, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> don't believe the hype, man. For real. How many times? I'm asking the women, man. I'm asking the women. I said once. If if a woman has done that, if your man tell you that one time, you your best bet is to not do that no more. You gonna find yourself alone quick. <laughs> How about none? Damn it! You <laughs> trying to get none? Don't know, dude. Like that. cut that but, shit. But I out. mean, I don't know. You got some people out there. They like little stuff like that if it's they woman. So I mean, I don't know. No, hey, hey, you better get that man checked out. If your man like for you, <laughs> if your man like for you to grab his or touch his nipples, something wrong. <laughs> So if, so if you okay, I know it's taking it to to the left a little bit or whatever. So if the person, so if you are that the you know do to do, I you know whatever with the person, they don't want you to touch them. Like help me hey, understand. Hey, if you if you if you want to touch something, you got. I'm other not saying they butt. I'm talking about you said nipples. Like you included nipples in this situation. Yeah. Like some people like to be kissed on. They like to be licked on, and a lot of other things. So I'm just asking. A guy? You talking about a? Oh wait, wait, wait. Let me let me slide these shades up. You talk. You talking about a guy? Like a, a straight dude? <laughs> yes, there's straight men out there that like stuff like that. Women, let me tell you something, man. Let me hey, tell you hold up, hold up. Check I, them I, bars. I, I, Check I, them I, bars, man. I met, guy, I met some uh some dudes, man, with some weird fetishes, man. And they uh, I, they said that they were straight. Tam uh, yeah, they said I know they I, mean, I know some, they said right. players. Some men no seriously though, I mean that's the same with women. Some people just have certain things they like. I'm not saying all people are like that. 
So, I mean, it is what it is. You're a dude, so you couldn't really relate. But Joy is a woman. Desiree's not on here. So I only got one person on here. I hope she don't be too quiet over there. She's been <laughs> with people. You've never been with nobody no, that or no, heard I mean, you like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. I've yeah, had yeah. a conversation with a guy. He said, "Man, I, I need to go look at my gooch." I, I was, I was like, "Yeah, them, them type of guy." Hey, real quick, uh, Jojo, did you catch him in, his, in your panty drawer one day? Just, just out of curiosity, did you catch? Did you catch it? <laughs> I'm gonna try these on today. Let me see. Ooh, yeah, in your heels, up there, click clacking. Oh yeah, this is my color. <laughs> it's okay. They they just ain't never experienced certain stuff, so they close minded. They ain't been out in the world. Let me explain something to you. I done had people done tried that, and I'm gonna tell you right now. It was two seconds away from me knocking somebody's head off. I'm just trying to clear this thing. <laughs> I'm trying to clear this thing up for for all the straight men that's trying to stay out of jail. Listen, I, listen. I told hey, you. Most men don't like that. So I would recommend you ask. Okay, a guy. so that's communication. Don't, don't, don't hey, listen to what I'm listen to what I'm telling the people. Ask that man first. Don't assume. Because you got you got straight guys, you got those alpha males out here that have that killer instinct. You getting in my ass? It's a problem. It's, I'm 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 gonna look at you like a dude. Like, <laughs> fought my way up out of there. Hit about five dudes, knocked about three bitches down. You know I don't play. <laughs> hey, no, we ain't playing them type of games, man. Uh, uh-uh. uh, not at all. So let's not even do one, ladies. All right. Let's, let's stick with zero and ask that man first. Okay. Do we do we gotta do we gotta understand here, ladies? I'm just I'm just asking. Let me let me, let me make sure. They got quiet over there. Hello? Is this is this thing on? Is this is this mic on? What was the question? Do we I said do we have an understanding behind I have an understanding that you may not like things like that, but I have an understanding that there are men that do like things like that that are not gay, that are full heterosexual males. Let's, so, let's, 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 it's okay. Let's, but perfect example. Like eight hours. Right. No, no. Listen. What? What did you say? Wait, huh? Say what? 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 Yeah, you know, men like that now, too. Like what? They like to get their butt ate by their girlfriend. Yes. Yo, I'm gonna tell you something. When I was active duty, it was this fine girl, man. She was fine too. And um, one of my boys, they was like, "Yo, don't talk to her. She eat ass." I was like, "What?" And I, I ain't say nothing to her, man. I thought she was cute. Before I found out she ate ass, man. All I saw was shit on her face after that. (laughs) I'm like, no. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. I want to kiss her and not, you know, what I'm saying, think about another dude's ass. Like, no, nah, I'm good. If you mm-hmm. eat butt, we will never be together, ever. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a kisser and I can't kiss you. Yeah, that, that's nasty. That's a lot of shit, man. And don't touch mine. Yeah, I'm here making my stomach hurt. Man, this 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 thing just just got. I don't forgot what I was saying. What was the last thing I was saying before? <laughs> <laughs> right. Your question was about men have uh having a butt touched or they nipples. 
I knew the I knew the question. I knew I knew the question, but I was trying to. So so what I was trying to say is, and I said this. I said, ask your man. What did you say, Bridget? I said that some people are open to it and some are not. Sound like you want to test the waters. For real, it sounds like you ain't even gonna ask that man when he like and when he don't like. Then we just get off this. Then we just get off this I That's not what I said. You said, "Can we?" You said, "Ladies, can we agree?" And I said, mm-hmm. "I agree that you may not like things like that, but I also understand that there's other people that like <laughs> things like that." I but never said I was gonna go question. and just forcefully do that to nobody. <laughs> you didn't ask that. You didn't ask what we act on it unwillingly. That's not what you asked. That's two different questions. <laughs> Whatever you forgot, you would take it. That's not what you asked. I answered the question the way you asked. Next question. Hold on. Let me scroll up real quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't I, as a man, get a say so on how you are raising your child when we are married? Jojo, did you not understand this? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put this up here. Answer the question. I mean, clarify that, please. Are you saying like your stepdad, or what are you saying? Let me let me let me clear it up. Yeah, thank you. People that are married, a woman a woman comes from another relationship with a child. Y'all get married. Y'all stand up under the same household, and that man should have a say so about how you're raising your child. Do you guys agree or not agree? I agree. Agree. Mm -hmm. Agree. Not even a say so. Like his his rules, his that's how it goes. Because he's if he's the provider, if he's the one that's uh, taking taking responsibility for that family, then um, that's that's what it is. Yeah, we yeah, because we have women, some women out here, man. You know, they get in relationships or whatever and get married, and. They basically let him know that hey, you're not allowed to discipline my child in any type of way. I actually know. I know a couple that's like this. They have, or she has an older child. Oh, go, go ahead, Bridget. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that's um, what comes into play before you actually marry somebody and like how we're doing now with uncomfortable conversations. Like you should have these type of talks before actually uh, walking down the aisle with that person when you have children and different things involved because of these particular things, because that can actually uh, cause damage to to a relationship. Cause a lot of conflict. But see, this is my thing in it. When that person lies and be like, yeah, absolutely. You're you're more than welcome to, to discipline my child. You know, I don't have a problem with it. And then they get married and things flip flop. I think they'll show you before marriage, though, if you're paying attention. Could be. Or they can allow you to get away with certain things until they get what they want and then flip-flop on you once they get what they want. That's true. It happens all the time. Thanks. What do you think about that, D? 
I think it's a specific design. Um, the fact that you had no, you you wasn't part of the process of creating that child. So I feel like whoever had that that role, they you know they still have an upper hand. So mm-hmm. you kind of got to go along with what they you know so how they want to raise their child. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you can just be in here like, well, I think this is the way your child should be raised, and this is how it's gonna go. No, you didn't make. You, first off, you didn't make that child. You are the head of your household, but you also gotta respect the fact that that's the creator of that child. So you can stand your ground, but at the same time, you know, you can suggest some things, and you can be like, well, if this is how you're going, if y'all if y'all not at, if y'all not matching up, you can be like. If this is how you're gonna do this, this is the rules of my house. You know what I'm saying? That child's gonna be respectful. She's not, you know, he or she is not gonna, you know, talk back to me about the, you know, about the blase. And if they step, wrong, if they step incorrect to me, I'm, I'm gonna spank that ass. So mm-hmm. I feel like you know you kind of just gotta roll with the punches on that one, man. Let the yeah. person who created that child call, you know majority of the shots but when you get married though you become one so um whenever that person decided to whenever that woman decided to um build that relationship with the man um then he took on the package deal so it's like you're trying to limit it to me in that particular type of scenario it seems like the man would be at a loss if he's limited. Like you're, the scenario that was given, so it's pretty much like you're trying to say, well, you can come in, you can pay the bills, you can put food on the table, and you can do everything else for me in every other area, but you can't do such and such. And it, that is like a double standard. It's not even really um, walking. It's like that, that's already a red flag walking into the whole situation. I feel like, and so that's not really fair to that man. That would actually be a loss. True, but if the other parent is involved, you know, from what I've seen, from my understanding, if the other, if both parents is involved, but they're just not together, you know, you kind of just, you can check, you know what I'm saying? You, you have your lane, you're the step parent, you know what I'm saying? And wherever y'all agreed upon, if you, you know, if you can whoop them or you can just check them or whatever, just talk to them, you know, let me know what happened. You know, I'll whoop them, or you, you know what I'm saying. It's just I feel like it's a it's a boundary from just just from my upbringing, from what I've seen. I'm yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think across the board, if the parents being active, then definitely, um, you know, if the other parents being active, then definitely, y'all all need to sit down and have that conversation. But if that parent's not really active and they just pop in and out like whenever then it's kind of really hard to um, respect that person because then at that point that um, that spouse is going to be the main one that's um, consistent in that child's life. And there has to be structure. And if there's no structure in a home, it's going to sink. So are you going to totally disregard the other parent just because they're not, you know what I'm saying, involved actively or whatever? Well, if they're not actively involved, um, then really and truly, 
they have no say. If they're not spending time with their child, if they're not taking care of their child or supporting their child emotionally or any type of way, shape, form, or fashion, then they pretty much was just the donor at that standpoint because you're not doing anything to help them. You, If you're acting like your child don't exist and all of a sudden with the, when the mother gets married, the child exists to you now, that's ridiculous. You, That's just going to cause drama and chaos. So, no, I mean, I don't at that point, I think that if you already abandoned your child before this woman even got her husband or whatever the situation is, then, no, you have no say. You left that say when you decided not to be there for your child. I respect it, but I'm just so I'm just asking real quick. Judge, I just want just uh, just ask that question real quick. So totally disregard what that parent says about discipline you know, the children or the child because they haven't been active. I just want to just want to clear that up real quick. You're saying yes. Yes, I'm saying yes. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead, Jojo. So we sort of had this, this question come up before in regards to if the parent was active or non-active, you know, could they have a say in um, in regards to the other parent's household? And maybe maybe I need to have some more clarity because I feel like if let's say we switch the kids fifty fifty, let's say half the time they're with me, half the time they're with you. What goes on at your house? If it's not abuse, if it's not any type of you know, molestation or or my kids being treated differently than the other kids or whatever, whatever. You know, however you choose to raise your house, if my kids are out of line and you and your spouse, if they respect me and my children, um, you know, if, if those kids are out of line and that and your spouse wants to spank my kids, I would expect your spouse to spank my kids and I would respect them. Now I would want them to let me know what, you know, the situation so my kids you know, of course, the kids, you know, such and such hit me, you know, just so I know the situation. But I, I and maybe y'all can just help me understand. I don't understand how, whether a parent is active or not, how do you say what goes on in my household with my husband? If my husband, if it's, if even if I have kids with somebody else, if I'm with a man who chooses to provide for me and my family, which includes those children, then he has a say. He has an equal say in what happens to my children. And as long as there's no abuse in how we run our household, then I would want, you know, I'm going to stand behind my husband if he feels like those kids need to be spanked or whatever, whatever, as long as it's within reason. You know, not like I said, not like abuse or anything like that. So I, I'm not understanding when y'all say a parent on the outside can have a say in your household. What they do in their house, they want to smoke and drink. Because I could be a parent. I could be as a parent. I could say, I don't want you smoking around my kids. And you could be a smoker. You know, and I'm running your household. So I don't understand when y'all say, I'm going to let this outside parent, whether they're active or not, come in and tell me how to run my home. Tell me not to spank my kids. I don't understand that. Like, whatever they choose to do with those children and how they want to raise those children there. That's fine, but I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, of course, say, you know, we have standards. We don't let the kids stay up late. We don't do this. We don't do that. We expect them to behave a certain way, and I'm going to relay that to them. I can't make them do anything. 
because of their home and their household. So I don't know, maybe I need just clarity on how, how, how much in reality that is to have someone have that much impact in your, in your household, whether they're an active parent or not. So what I was doing was I was asking the question just to see, because I'm going to say this, what works for somebody is not going to work for everybody. So I was just trying to put the shoe on the other foot to get clarity on how different people will handle the situation. So that's why I asked what I asked. I mean, is that is that the normal thing that's happening now? I mean, I'm just trying to understand because I don't want to be, I don't want to be or think a certain way. And, you know, maybe that parent does need some say in the household. Like, what, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Did, I mean, do they really have that much say with them, what goes on in your home? I'm going to say the norm. I think the norm, uh, I don't, I think most of the time, uh, if that parent hasn't been active in that child's life, when that person gets married, I mean, even if they start like a little buzz in the beginning, it typically dies off anyway. You know what I'm saying? Within like a, a week or so, because that's just how that person is. They'll come around, you know, maybe a week or so, and then they'll get lost or whatnot. But I don't see that like actively happening in majority of the people that's in that type of situation. I don't see that happening. Not long term, anyway. I only see that happening if the other parent is actually trying to be a part of the child's life, but y'all have a disagreement and you didn't like the decision. You know, you, you, you don't agree with that parent's lifestyle, or you don't. You you have a different view of how you how your child should be raised. So you just happen to have so custody over the child. So now that parent is like, well, you know, you took this, you know what I'm saying? It could be like religious reasons or whatever. I believe in this religion, you believe in that religion. You know what I'm saying? I joined this union, but now we believe in this. And now, you know, I don't want you, a part, I don't want my child a part of that because you live a different type of lifestyle and I don't want them to be conflicted because, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is what I want them to grow up with. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only way I can see it. You know what I'm saying? Other parent you know, trying to have to say so and, you know, going in your house. Actual factuals. Bridget, you good? You want to chime in on this thing? <laughs> no, I was just going to say um, to JoJo's point, like, um, if the person is active in the child's life, I don't um, when you say like them trying to control, like trying to control what's in your household, um, what do you mean like by that exactly? I mean, like if you if you and your your spouse like spank children, and then that other parent says, "I don't want your spouse to spank my child," like in that regard, I mean, how do you how is that not disrespectful to your spouse? That's the provider for that family for that gotcha so i think that um once you get married um yeah i was gonna say in reference to that i think again it depends on the conversation that was that takes place prior before marriage 
Because if that parent's active, then normally those are civil people that know how to be cordial. So everybody's able to sit down and have a conversation about what that looks like and come to the table to come to those agreeances. Um, and sometimes it may not be the case because some people still just don't want somebody to work their children. Like I get exactly what you're saying, but I think then that's a thing that those particular people would have to um, work on in regards to what that looks like or what you plan on doing and if it's respected or not. If not, then um, that would have to go into like a different uh, course of action. But um, I think it really depends on if if that parent's active nine times out of 10, I don't think the stepfather would really have to step in to have to do the disciplining far as the whoopings and stuff like that. If the father's involved and they're saying, hey, if it gets to such and such or whatever happens, give me a call and I'll come handle it. Because at that point, y'all are all a group to pair in to help support the child. Um, but I to say that but they should still be able to have some type of disciplinary action, um, whether it's that they talked to them or whether they took something like whatever it is. Because like I said, everybody's different. Some people are not OK with other people whooping their children. So I think it would really just depend on um, what that other parent is OK and OK, OK and not OK with. Um, but definitely the, sp the spouse should still be able to have some type of disciplinary action um, in the matter. Like they should not be able to not have any type of discipline or say on what goes on with the child that no, that wouldn't be okay. All right, so uh, what is the biggest problem in the black community and how do we fix it? Jealousy. That boosting jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <my> bad. <laughs> What do y'all think? What do y'all think the biggest problem in the black community? Um, uh, for me, I think it is the fact that we lack culture. Um, we lack the know-how to support our to support black people because we don't have that culture. So like Jewish people, they have with their culture, you know, certain things you don't eat. It's um, you have to marry somebody else that's Jewish, or they'll turn you, you, you know, all these different aspects to their culture. You know, um, with Latinos, you know, they're pretty much Catholic. It's a certain way that they get married. They celebrate, you know, them quinceañeras and all these other things. And they just have certain things that they do within their culture that's just for their people. They support their people. Um, it's almost like a fraternity or a sorority where, because they know because you're Jewish, we're, we're part of the same culture. And I just feel like black people, I mean, there's certain things, you know, they say jumping over the broom. That's like something that they say is black culture, doing electric slide at a wind, you know. Uh, stuff like that, but we really don't have a foundation as to uh, culture and how to support each other as black people. Okay. All right, Devontae. Uh, I totally agree with uh, JoJo said. I feel like uh, <clears throat> black people like to blend in instead of build, build within. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of times, when you see a black person with some money, what the person will do? They're going to move out in the suburbs with the white folks. And then what happens next is they say, uh, 
why isn't a black principal? Why you don't got no black teacher? Why why you don't got no black officers out here? Why you ain't got no black this? Why you ain't got no black that? Well, you know what you was getting yourself into when you moved out here. You trying to ask for um, this and that, and you in a whole other neighborhood. You you moved from a neighborhood that had all of that, and you could have changed the infrastructure. You know, you could have pounded the pavement where you was at, but you moved all the way over here in the boonies, and you trying to change how they work and try, try to change how they operate, and you wondering why they treating you a certain type of way. They don't want you there. They have this set up the way they want it to be set up. If you're going to bring your ass over here to this neighborhood, you're going to put up a shut up. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how it's set up. If you want things done the way you want things done, stay in your own neighborhood. You see what I'm saying? Build your own infrastructure. Have your own community. Stop trying to blend in with everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's good to be friendly to your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Have friends of different ethnicities, but build your own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Black folks' biggest problem is they celebrate every every other holiday but black holidays. You know what I'm saying? We just um, got um, Juneteenth as a federal holiday. I bet you that most black people still going to celebrate the 4th of July over Juneteenth. A lot of of it because they don't know what Juneteenth is. They don't even know that we was not free during the 4th of July. You know what I'm saying? We were free after Juneteenth. Well, partially free. You know what I'm saying? Then they locked up our minds and, you know, they built prison, you know, private prisons and, you know, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't recognize our own. You know, I see a lot of uh, African culture over here and you have some ignorant black people that will laugh at that. Oh, he got a kufi on. Oh, he got on those, those uh, alligator shoes. Uh, he got on, you know, he got on the anka, whatever. You don't even know what that is. That was your culture before they came. They came and took you out of your out of your uh your neighborhood. And now that they physically freed you, you trying to go back. You see what I'm saying? You wondering why you driving a certain neighborhood? They like you don't belong here. What you doing here? You see what I'm saying? They ain't like you before. What you think they go? They, they, think they go like you now? There are some that's gonna like you and some that's not. You know what I'm saying? Go with them, go where they do like you. Don't don't go over here and try to fit in, try to squeeze yourself on in there because you don't you gonna risk your life. And you got so much time to make change in your own neighborhood and change in your own personal life than to be wasting time over there trying to change something that's already been set up. They set it up for generation and generation and generation and generation. For they people to be successful. So stay in your own neighborhood, build your infrastructure. You know what I'm saying? We can rub elbows together. You know what I'm saying? They say uh, iron sharpers, other iron. You know, mm-hmm. if we stay in our own neighborhoods and we build each other up, stop being jealous of each other, like JoJo said, we'd be one powerful um, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. But we try to blend it with everybody else. You know? We don't recognize our own shit, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, even with being, um, even with jealousy, um, in regards to your mindset, 
you have to, and knowledge is power. Like you were saying earlier, a lot of people don't know stuff. It's like they say, if you want some, if you don't want nobody to know nothing, you put it in a book. A lot of people lack because they don't take in knowledge and they don't read and do research themselves. And sometimes even when they do, they don't utilize the tools that they are given. Or if they come up, then they don't want the next person to come up because they want to feel like they have the upper hand or that they got something else um, better. Um, and that's just not how it works. Like everybody can have their own table. Everybody can eat from their own table. Just because I may share something or JoJo shares something or whoever shares something, um, and that might be the way she does it, you can still take that and niche it to what it is that customize and makes to you. So it doesn't mean you have to do the things the exact same way, but it's a matter of taking the tools that are given to you and producing something good with them. If you just give someone tools and they choose not to utilize them, um, then it's still going to be obsolete. Nothing's going to change because they're not ready to change. And a lot of times nowadays in our culture, it seems like people are very defensive. Um, they think they know everything and they don't uh, take in what other people say. And um, that's the problem. Like sometimes it's not necessarily about having to let your walls down and let somebody in completely um, when it comes to learning things, but it's a matter of opening up your mind and not putting your mindset in a small box and actually exploring options and really looking into stuff. Because if you don't do the work, then you can never improve. You, uh, lip service is good all day long, but if you're not going to put it into action, it makes no difference. Also, I feel like black people, you know, they have issues communicating with other black people. You might have a black person go into a black establishment say a restaurant and maybe the restaurant owner or whatever or maybe the management wasn't ran right like see that's why i'm coming to black establishments i'm, I'm going over here to the bonus you know what i'm saying they got that come to come to master moment like no you know what i'm saying don't x out all black establishments because you have one bad experience you know what i'm saying stop stop downing your own people okay that's black folks' biggest problem. They down their own people. You see what I'm saying? Y'all need we need to know how to communicate with each other. We got too many killings going on with each other in our own community because we don't know how to talk to one another. You see what I'm saying? It's 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 sickening. You know? It's the mindset. They have to put it on reset, and until they do, unfortunately, there's gonna still be a lot of things that um don't really improve because they're not willing to change that mindset. Stop trying to have that top nigga mentality. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm better than you. I'm better. No, we still in the same pot. No matter if you at this level and I'm right here, we still in the same pot. We still running the same races. We still got the same obstacles. No matter who you rub elbows with, you go into the wrong neighborhood. Guess what? We, we, we one of the same. Until we figure that out and realize that, we would never go nowhere. Facts, facts. So um, I would say uh, it definitely has a lot to do with the uh, we're focusing on uh, education, ed educating our people. Um, like Devontae spoke about like the infrastructure. 
I feel like black people, we need a supermarket, a supermarket to feed the people. We need a school, a school to teach the people. We need a bank, a bank to finance the people. We need a hospital, a hospital to treat the people. I feel like those are the things that we need to honestly work on. And we have so many millionaires. And I want to say, is Jay-Z a billionaire now? I think he is. Yeah, you have people that are billionaires. That, billionaire. Yeah, that already have access to, to yeah, wealth. Billionaire. Yeah. And instead of putting their money into things like that, the infrastructure that's going to actually help build our people up, build a community back up to what it used to be, we're focusing on like clothing lines and, and makeup and all this other stuff that's not actually benefiting the community. I feel like if we were to shift our focus and focus on those things, that will help us get us out of the predicament that we are in right now. I must I must say that Rihanna, she is a billionaire. She's one of the most recent billionaires, but I have seen a lot of stories of her actually building houses and actually putting in the work. Um, back in her hometown, so she's actually building her community. You know, what I'm saying, I think she's using her her uh, financial resources to do it too. But we we need a lot. We we you know we need to you know buying our own. You know, one thing I don't like is you got all these rich um, rappers out here, and they talk about all these uh, white fashion designers, but you got all these. Black fashion designers that you can, hey, you know what I'm that you, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, you got all these black fashion designers that it's still you're struggling, but you saying you're saying Versace, Versace, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tom Ford, not to not to go against any of those companies. My Against them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But okay, you know what I'm saying? You you got your uh, you know you you get your your, your bread from them, but. Let's let's talk about our own. You know what I'm saying? If if you see a, a line of clothing that you think is dope, why don't you give them a shout out? You know what I'm saying? Let's build our own people up. You know? I feel like it gets lost. Um, you know, Oprah, Oprah's great, right? Uh mm -hmm. she has she has tried to do a lot in regards to uh helping several black people. Um but then when it comes to like building schools and stuff like that, everything is geared toward Africa. And, you know, and that's great, you know, it's a third world country, but you could do, why can't you do it here? Why can't you do it here in, 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 in the U.S. with normal, you know, just American black children? Um, so I think it gets lost in translation somewhere. Like they want the cloud, they want to, oh, I'm doing such a great thing. Why are you not doing it here for our, for our children? I could I could kind of answer that question. If you actually, you know, look at the history of all the black people who have actually spoke up, you know, all the black leaders who have actually spoke up and, you know, fought for the equal rights and better treatment of black people, such as Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, you know what I'm saying? Those individuals, you know, they risked their life for it. And in return, they were killed. You see what I'm saying? They were either killed or they were embarrassed. You see what I'm saying? Uh, if you were to try to build American black people, the government, I mean, not the government, 
the, the system would literally go after you. You see what I'm saying? So you can't really be like, oh, I'm, I'm fighting for black people. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. 